0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rina and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. This episode is brought to you by GroCo Postnatal Rehab. Groco was founded in 2018 by chiropractor Dr. Ali Kane when she was 32 weeks pregnant with her first baby. She wanted to create a rehab program that supported women through the physical, mental, and emotional challenges of motherhood. The Groco methodology is aimed at preventing, reducing, and resolving symptoms women have been made to think are an inevitable consequence of childbirth. Classes stream 24-7, so you're able to do them whenever it works best for you. There's also a weekly live class with a GroCo doctor and also a monthly master class. The goals of GroCo are to be accessible to women, be supportive, but also provide them with a high quality rehab program. Everything is focused on your core and your pelvic floor, which you guys know that I love. It's important to note that this is not your typical workout class. Groco classes are very focused on your pelvic floor and your core muscles that have been affected by carrying a child and by giving birth. Follow along at groco.rehab on Instagram, that's at growc to learn everything you need to know about your body after baby. She has so much valuable information on her Instagram account that you will not regret following. I know for myself, I was totally fine postpartum until Milo was about 18 months. And then I started to get really bad lower back pain. And sometimes when I would sneeze or dance too hard, I would leak and that was not cool. So I went and saw Allie. I saw a pelvic floor physio and they put me on a program and I started doing the GroCo classes and literally within a few days of doing the breath work that they teach you in GroCo, my lower back pain was totally gone. You will learn so much about your body and how to use those muscles in ways that you didn't know that you could. Check out the episode notes for more information. Your pelvic floor will thank you. All right, this is the Tuesday solo episode, but I am recording on Friday. Usually I record on Monday, but apparently I have my shit together and I have my idea ready and I know what I'm writing or writing about what I'm talking about. And I even made notes this morning so that I wouldn't forget what I wanted to say. Most people who are listening right now probably follow me on Instagram and you know that we have been having major sleep issues with Milo and it started exactly a week ago, last Friday. And when I say sleep issues, it's just to get him to bed. And once he's asleep, then he's asleep for the night. Knock on wood. I'm probably jinxing myself, but that's been our issue. So initially he, we would put him down like we always would. And for months, like for, we never really had issues with him. And this kind of stuff has just been starting recently and he's two and a half years old. So it was probably very common, but we put him down like we normally would. We do our bedtime routine, which is like bath, and then we do like cream and put his diaper on and his PJs. Not diaper, it's a pull-up. Sorry, he's a big boy now. And we watch bubble guppies and read some books and brush our teeth, whatever. So then we cuddle in our bed for a little bit. And then usually he wants to go to bed. We say something like, you ready to go to sleep now? Like, you want to go to sleep with Buzz and Woody? And he says, yeah. And he raises his arms so that my husband or I can take him to his crib. Like, picture perfect scenario. Then we come downstairs and we have our whole evening and it's peaceful. So last Friday, he would go down and we came downstairs. And then within minutes or seconds... He would throw everything in his crib on the floor, all his soothers, his pillow, his blanket, Buzz, Woody, and he would stand up and he would start crying. And he still sleeps with a sleep sack on. So he's not able to climb out of the crib, which is a great thing. Someone, so a while ago, he started trying to take the sleep sack off and we were panicked like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? Because it keeps him in his crib um and so someone mentioned or lots of people actually on instagram messaged me saying to put the sleep sack on backwards because the one that he has his zipper starts by the neck at the front so we've been putting it on him backwards and it's been totally fine and he keeps it on all night and it's not an issue So last Friday when this started, we would go and get him and then we bring him to our bed kind of just to do that last bit of our bedtime routine over and we would sit there. We don't turn on the TV at that point. We just kind of sit in the dark with him and chill. And he usually just lays there happily playing with Buzz and Woody or whatever. And then after, you know, 15, 20 minutes, we try and go put him down again. Usually it's successful after one or two times and then he just falls asleep. That was not the case last Friday. He would refuse to even go to his crib. We would say, okay, it's time to go to sleep. And he would start whining like, no, no, I sleep here. I sleep here. Which he means like, I'll sleep here in your bed, but he won't. He does not sleep with us. He never has since he was a baby He just doesn't. He thinks it's playtime and he won't sleep with us. So, last weekend, when this started, and then we would try and put him down again and he would rage, cry, throw everything out again, we decided, okay, fuck it. Like for a few nights, we just brought him downstairs with us and he just laid with my husband on the couch for, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes. And then we would try again take him upstairs bring him to bed but he was just being so difficult and sometimes when we brought him down here he would want to take his sleep sack off and like i'm okay if he's not tired or going through some kind of regression and he just wants to chill even if it's upstairs in our bed in the dark it's not really that bothersome to me to sit with him or, you know, read books in the dark or bring him downstairs while we watch 90 Day Fiance or some other educational TV show. And he's just chilling with us on the couch. Like that does not bother me at all. But it's when we bring him down here or we bring him to our bed and he is whiny and irritated and he doesn't want to be there and you don't even know what he wants, but he's just miserable and he doesn't want to go to bed. And like that is when I start to get frustrated. So I think on Friday, he finally fell asleep around 9.30 or 10 o'clock. And then on Saturday, it was I think 11 p.m., and then on Sunday, I think it was 9.30 or 10 o'clock again. Yeah, it was 9.30 on Sunday. On Monday, my husband was working really late. He wasn't on call, but it just so happens that whatever was going on, he had to stay and, you know, do some medical stuff. So that's fine. I did bath time and tried to get Milo down, wasn't happening. And then I think my husband got home around eight. I'm gonna mix up all my days, but let's just talk about Wednesday because that is when I was having the most difficult time. So on Wednesday, after we had been dealing with this now, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, on Wednesday, it just so happened my husband was on call so he had to stay at the hospital late and so i was mentally preparing myself to have to deal with this on my own and we got home from me picking him up at daycare and he had a raging tantrum once we got inside like i had to force him out of the car because he wanted to play in the car and then he wanted to play outside but I was it was so windy and cold that I was like, we need to go inside and have dinner and whatever. So I carried him inside and once I closed the front door and locked it, he lost his mind. Major meltdown. But this kind of meltdown I can tolerate and I can be unaffected by it because I know it's irrational and I didn't have any expectations in that moment. I know why he's upset. I know what he wants, but I also know that we can't go do what he wants, so it doesn't bother me as much. It's also not a time that is supposed to be alone time for me and where I'm not working and I'm watching TV shows or I'm, you know, whatever I'm doing, scrolling social media or hanging out with my husband. And when it's a tantrum in the middle of the day or, you know, at dinner time or bath time, whatever, I know that it's like there's an end in sight. It's not going to last long. Um, especially if I am calm and I not ignore him, but I don't feed into his tantrum. The little spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie, mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs. They have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com/momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first little spoon order. So that happened as soon as we walked in the door and then that tantrum ended. We had a very basic dinner of fish sticks and veggies which was fine. And then I think he had a yogurt or no, 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 his berries and then banana loaf. So yay. He ate quite a bit. And then we around 630 or seven o'clock maybe, because we have been pushing his bedtime a little bit later to see if that would help. So I think around seven, we went upstairs to have a bath and he would not have a bath he was running around upstairs running away from me thinking it was a game like running into corners and laughing and would not get in the bathtub i had already started running the bath i was like oh i put bubbles in the bath like you want to draw with your markers in the bathtub trying like you want mommy to go in the bath with you trying everything would not go in the bath and he was laying on my bed saying like no no And I never want to force him in the bathtub because I think it's so dangerous because he will turn into a wild animal and like flail and throw himself. So I don't want to do that in the bathroom where there's like a hard toilet, his bathtub. I just like the tile floor. So I never do that. So I said, fine. And by this point, like I'm already starting to feel myself get irritated. So i was like fine we're not gonna have a bath like be the stinky kid at school tomorrow so i went and got a warm face cloth and i was trying to just wipe him down now mind you before we went up to have a bath he had a big poop in his pants and as i was trying to clean it it got all over my hand and i was trying to clean it up in the mud room i brought his potty into the mud room because i had put the poop from his underwear into his potty uh, I don't know why I just want him to know that the poop goes in the potty and then as I'm cleaning it up I'm dry heaving in the mud room because it smelled so bad and I was just ugh, like I we have a sink in the mud room and I was over the sink thinking that I was gonna vomit but anyways so I'm thinking I need to wipe him clean because he just had a poop in his pants anyways We're upstairs and I'm trying to wipe him with the warm face cloth and he's like yelling, screaming, no, no, like running away. So I'm like, screw it. Like I'm not even bothering with this right now because I can feel myself getting really angry. So I managed to get his PJ pants on and his pull-up diaper and his PJ top and he happily put on his sleep sack. So I was like, perfect. We're just going to skip the bath part. That's fine. And I was fully prepared to go through the whole routine of him not falling asleep. I was like, that's fine. I'm going to go get him. We'll hang out in our bed or I'll take him downstairs or I'll lay with him. Um, What had been working well was me... After he had put up a fight a few times and we tried to put him down normally, I would lay with a bunch of blankets beside his crib on the floor and he would lay down happily and fall asleep. Then I would sneak out of his room and it was totally fine. So I was prepared to do all this stuff. So we're in bed, bubble guppies is on, um, everything's going fine and he refused to brush his teeth and I was like, fuck it, not even going to try. When it was time for him to go to bed, I did like we always do. And I said, "Okay, like we're going to go to sleep. Time to go to sleep. And, you know, instantly when he's going to put up a fight because he flops over like away from you. And he's like, yeah, like starts his whining. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, here we go. So I pretended not to notice and I just picked him up and I was like, we're going to sleep with Buzz and Woody and I carried him to his crib and he lost his mind as soon as I put him in the crib, threw everything out. But I left anyways, like I closed the door. I think I went and washed my face because I just needed time to mentally prepare. Went, washed my face, put on pajamas and then I went back and got him and brought him to my bed Put him like sat beside him got his books out but this time he was not satisfied with that he didn't want the books he threw his soother on the floor like he was just being totally miserable miserable and i kept asking what do you want where do you want to go like i know i probably shouldn't do that as i'm saying that people are probably like you need to tell them what to do but in that moment i was like what like did you want to go downstairs like what did you want What do you want? It's like that TikTok audio from the notebook. What do you want? Tell me what you want. That's exactly how I felt. Like, just tell me what to do. But he was just miserable and nothing was making him happy. So after a while of fighting him in my bed, trying to figure out what was going on, like, do you want water? Do you want this? No, 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 no. Miserable. Trying to stand up and like get off the bed in his sleep sack So finally I was like okay like you're gonna go in your crib and I so I picked him up and I said we're gonna go to sleep. So I put him back in the crib again lost his damn mind threw everything on the floor and so I think I said my timeline is all messed up but I think I was trying to tell him, like, mommy will lay beside the crib with you. So I get all my blankets, lay beside the crib, and he was just throwing everything out of his crib on top of me on the floor. So, like, rage, 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 rage. So I'm like, screw it. Pick him up, bring him back to my room, and same thing. Like, he's not happy. And then I remembered that he didn't have a bath, and so he didn't have his pee before his bath. So I said, do you have to go potty? Do you want to go pee pee on the toilet? And he said, yeah, I have to go pee pee. So I said, okay. So I took off his sleep sack and brought him, took off his pull-up and his PJ pants, brought him to the toilet. He peed right away. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like now I don't have to worry about him peeing. Uh, Maybe this is what was wrong. He had to pee. So get him back into his pull-up and his PJ pants and he refuses to put on his sleep sack. Like you would think I was trying to dump lava onto him. He was losing his mind. No sleep sack, no sleep sack. So I put it down and I said okay fine no sleep sack and I was trying to just you know be happy and I think this is where anger and rage starts to build because on the outside you're trying to be so like positive and okay and like problem solving and so that they don't get worked up and you're not upsetting them by showing muffin for Christ's sakes sorry about that but yeah so you know, you're trying to hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, not showing anger, not reacting to tantrums or behaviors. And eventually you just, you can't anymore. And it's so... And It's always when they keep escalating. It's like they keep going, keep going, keep going. Things get worse and worse. And so once I took the sleep sack off him and then he wouldn't put it back on, I did not know what to do. So I thought, okay, I'm going to put him in his crib without his sleep sack. That's fine. We'll see how this goes. He had never tried to climb out of his crib before, so I thought maybe it won't be an issue. And at this point, I was ready to let him cry a little bit because I knew that mentally I was not okay. So I do the same thing over, it's time to go to sleep. We're going to go to your crib and pick him up and put go to put him in his crib without his sleep sack on. And he instantly puts his leg over the top of the crib like he's going to throw himself out of it. So I rage 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 in my body pick him up like pick him up super fast and I don't even think I was carrying him like upright I think I had him like in a football hold under my arm (laughs) oh my god I was so mad and so I bring him back to our bed and sit him down and I was like okay like we're gonna sit here and he's pissed and I think he can probably feel now that I am super pissed and so he starts you know throwing his soother and like throwing pillows and being super irritated and I still kept trying every once in a while to put his sleep sack on and of course that just makes your anger and rage grow and grow every single time that you try and then it fails miserably at this point I think I was already crying and I was texting my friend Kathy Just telling her what was going on and how upset I was, and that I was like raging inside. And I was literally questioning Do other people feel like this? How do people feel like this? And I don't know about it. I always think about that. How do other people manage these situations? Um, that's like what I was thinking. I literally asked my friend, do I have a rage problem? Why am I losing my mind? Because he's not putting on his sleep sack. Like it sounds so stupid. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year. And we have been thinking a lot about our long term health. Which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at slash MOMROOM. And Lola V is L O L A V I E. So I was crying super hard. Milo started kicking me in the back. And so I got off the bed. I walked into our bathroom and he was just on the bed by himself. Like I was just watching him. From the mirror, I wasn't even looking at him. I was looking at him in the mirror. And then I went and just sat on the floor because I didn't want to go near him because he was kicking me. And then, yeah, I decided screw it. I'm waiting for my husband to get home. And I don't care if that's midnight, like, I'm just sitting on this floor here and I'm not engaging with Milo. Because any little thing that I did set him off and made the situation 10 times worse. So I just sat there and he walked around the room looking at different things in the room and he picked up his toothbrush and then he picked up my toothbrush and he started brushing his teeth. So I was like, well, there's one positive out of this situation. He was using my electric toothbrush (laughs) to brush his teeth um, But yeah, so that's that's what happened Wednesday. And then my husband came home after working all day, like doing some surgeries after work because he was on call, walks in around 830 or quarter to nine. And he came upstairs and was like, you just go downstairs. So I came downstairs and I watched an HGTV show from nine till 10. And the whole time I felt awful because my husband's up there with him, sitting with him. Oh, and let's just remember that as soon as my husband walked in the room and tried to put the sleep sack on him, Milo just put it on like no resistance at all. It was ridiculous. So Milo sat happily with my husband and I went downstairs. But then the whole time I felt like shit, like my husband hasn't eaten dinner. He's tired. He probably wants to go have a shower. And I am so upset because my toddler is acting like a toddler and won't put on his sleep sack that I am like mentally unstable and have to take a break downstairs. Like these are the things that you say to yourself or that I was saying to myself. But then the more I thought about it over the last day, I thought that is what a partnership is. I needed to get out of that situation and thank God my husband came home when he did and he wasn't later but that's like I would do the same thing for him in that situation so on Wednesday Milo went to bed I think it was 10 o'clock and my husband put him down I think that's how it went all these days are mixed together in my brain but anyways my husband ate dinner and he had a shower and we all went to bed but Wednesday was awful. And I was shaken. Like, even on Thursday, I just felt totally out of sorts and not myself. I was just felt weird. Um, And I was thinking a lot about the situation and like, what should I have done differently? Why did I react that way? Um, which got me to look into the topic of feeling rage as a mother and also, you know, feeling angry over things that seem so trivial, uh, but they're not. It really eats away at you. So I actually reached out to someone who specializes. She works in this area when it comes to rage and anger in motherhood. So we are going to do a podcast episode sometime in March, which I'm super excited about. So we're going to get into this. Um But yeah, just a quick, I was reading some articles about it and just some things that I wanted to point out was that rage is different from anger because rage becomes uncontrollable whereas anger you can kind of I think suppress or not react to it so they give the analogy of an iceberg so anger is what you see like when you have an outward expression of anger that is the top of the iceberg that would be sticking out of the water but underneath that are all the things um From that day, from that week, from, you know, job stress or marriage stress, whatever it might be. And then you react in anger and that is just what is seen. But there's so much underneath that. Another thing that I read about was that a lot of the things that we get angry or feel rage over we intellectually know that it shouldn't cause that emotion in us for example oh your toddler's not putting on his sleep sack and won't go to bed big whoop like when I say it out loud I'm like oh my god that doesn't even sound like a big deal but it's all the things underneath that like build up build up build up and then eventually it is super stressful and we also all have unique triggers so sleep for me is a huge trigger which we are really fortunate that Milo has been a really good sleeper um yeah we chose to get up with him for the first 11 months of his life we never did sleep training or anything but like really he goes he used to go to bed really easily and sleep through the night as a toddler so that we are really lucky about because I sleep and fighting sleep and being fussy at in the nighttime is really a trigger for me, but everyone has their own triggers. They say that underneath the rage and the anger is a lot of unprocessed emotions and experiences along with unmet needs. So you can imagine that in this pandemic, we all have these things going on. And I've said this before to my husband, sometimes I'm just in a blah mood and I'm upset or I'm feeling down and I'm like, why am I acting like, why do I feel this way? And it's irritating to me because on the surface, yeah, everything's fine. Like, you know, I'm doing my stuff. My husband still has his job. Milo's going to daycare, but it's all the other things. Like we haven't been able to visit family. We, you know, haven't been able to do normal life things that we're used to doing for almost a year now. And everything is different. You're wearing masks everywhere. You feel less welcome everywhere. You're not smiling at people and engaging in conversation because it's awkward and you're all wearing masks and you don't want to get too close to people. Like these things take a huge toll on us and I don't even think we realize it because it's not some big in-your-face thing like, oh, I, you know, some guy called me an asshole at the grocery store. Like it's not some noticeable thing. It's just this underlying, our lives are completely different and obviously we're gonna have some feelings about it. I will say that reading messages from people after I had posted about this stuff, it like people say that when I post, I make them feel better and feel validated and like they're normal and other people are going through this, but I feel the exact same way when I read messages or comments from you guys because I'm thinking the same thing. Like, am I the only one that feels this way? Does everybody else feel this way? And yeah, I would say the majority of us, we do feel this way. And we have these moments where we feel so angry that it's like an uncontrollable feeling. So I wanted to share what happened with us in this past week and especially on Wednesday when I really, really had a meltdown of my own. I cried so much and so hard that my muscles in my face hurt. So that's where I'm at and so now that that happened every evening I'm just not looking forward to it and I'm nervous because I don't want it to happen again and my husband's on call this weekend so well by the time you hear this the weekend will be over but so going into the weekend I'm nervous because you know my husband might not be around and I need to just get through it and really It's like my friend said when she was texting me during the whole meltdown that, you know, really you just need to keep yourself and your child safe and you're going to get through the moment eventually. It will come to an end. Everything is temporary, but you need to just keep them safe. So don't worry about reacting in the best way and, oh, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Just get through it and be safe. So that is what I'm going to think about now when I start to feel that because it is such an awful feeling and especially when you're worrying about how you're responding to your child. For example, one of the times that Milo kicked me, I turned and I yelled at him and I never raise my voice. I get upset when I yell at the dogs in front of Milo because I don't want him to see me yelling. But... Like Kathy says, it's okay to have a response, but to repair it after the whole situation has calmed down. Like we're human, we're going to respond to things in anger sometimes. So if you relate to these feelings, just know that you are not alone and this is very common and I can't wait to have my conversation with the expert in this area. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, thank you guys so much for listening, and if you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review. That is how I stay high up in the charts. Have a good rest of your week, and I hope your children sleep tonight and don't throw everything out of their crib and cry and throw tantrums and refuse their bath.